Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. The gang's all here. We have Tom Prince and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss, our resident troublemaker. I'm flattered. (laughs) I have to say nice things to you, Roger, because you've been uh, here helping me for so long. I was just going to say happy anniversary, Anthony. I'm starting my 16th year this month with you. 16th for you and 17th for me. 15 years ago. Can you say Lazar Hayward Jr.? Yeah. Former yeah. NBA basketball player. First show with uh, Buffalo Traditional High School, Starling Bryant, Coach Lazar Sr., Coach Tucker, the late Coach Tucker, and I still miss him. He was such yes, a dear man. Great, great guy. 15 years, Anthony, going it's, on 16. Times flies. It, it really does. And, you know, every year we get new listeners to the program, and people may not be familiar with the background uh, of us and how the show uh, came about. It was uh, suggested to management that uh, I host, or well, at the time that I co-host the show, because we had somebody who was actually the host that uh, started it, but he quit after two weeks. So then I took over. You know, they went to Dick Gallagher. And Dick says, you know, you got to get Tony Caligiuri. He does play-by-play for Lancaster on another radio station. I think he'd be a good fit. So plus I was coaching uh, youth football at the time. Still am now. Yeah, so, uh, okay, yeah, we'll put Tony in there. I started doing the program. We started out on Wednesday nights and it wasn't a very good time slot. But then uh, we were moved to Saturday afternoons. Roger started out as a regular caller, and I invited you to come in and uh, be a part of the show. Of course, uh, we had mutual friend in Rich Kozak, who was doing Harvard Cup games with you at the time at another station. I remember my first gig with you was not was about sports, but uh, you had me come in. Uh, I was president of the Kensington Alumni at the time, and that's when Kensington was about to close and all that. That's right. You invited me in. Uh, I remember John Schleifer, a friend of mine, uh, he was a West Seneca administrator at the time. He called in. He was a, a Kensington grad as well. I remember that vividly. Well, for those who are, are just catching up, and Roger are, you know, volunteers to do this, uh, this is a hobby for us. And basically, is we're, we're, you know, we bring in guys, and, and it's been, we've had so many people that have been involved in the show who sat in uh, Tom and Francis's seat, uh, and just because we love high school sports, we love talking about it. And the way I based the show was, it was a program I saw on uh, TV one time, and it was about small town, uh, small time, uh, small towns, high school sports. 
and with the uh, people of the town sit around maybe a barber shop or a diner, and, and they're just shooting the breeze about their high school team. What kind of season are we going to have? Uh, who's ready to step up and fill in for that senior quarterback who graduated? Things like that. And I thought it was interesting. So when I was given the opportunity to do this program, that's what I had in mind. Uh, a round table of people sitting around talking. Of course, this table isn't quite round, but round <laughs> enough. <laughs> quite as close as you're going to get. Yeah, it's as close you know as you're going to get. It's octagonal. You know, doesn't that mean stop? <laughs> so, yeah, this is the way the the vision that I had is that we would sit around every Saturday morning and talk about high school sports because, you know, as I said earlier, we're fans of it. We love following it. Uh, each of us has different sports that we uh, that we follow a little bit more than others, and that's what this is all about. So the show is really about all those involved and telling a story, giving a chance to talk. You know, the papers, they can sit there and print the uh, scores and results and, you know, who's done what, but we get the chance to sit around and talk about it, to have a discussion. Maybe there's something controversial going on. Uh, no. No, I know. Rare. <laughs> Very rare. You must have this mixed up with someplace <laughs> Somebody else. else. So, I, you know, it, this, it gives uh, Western New York a chance to talk about it, and that's the important thing. And in some cases, have some of the participants call in and be a part of the discussion. That's what I like about it. So have many great athletes. call in. Yeah. An athlete. Uh, it, it's like open I to say, everybody. I mentioned Lazar, you know. Other than the fact, yeah, he made it to the NBA, but how many people in Western New York are even aware of Lazar Hayward Jr.? That's right. Yeah, well, we have obviously fond memories of him. He's and been around of all the athletes enough. that have been in, on the program, and we also have our Facebook page, which is a continuous yes. uh, part of the show that goes on during the week. So if you go to Inside High School Sports on Facebook, I add you, and you're free to post uh, results of a game. Maybe you watched uh, Coach Baker's team play. You want to chat about it. Bam, it's right there for you. So we have all that. And we also posted a link for our uh, Live Fit uh, com. That's where you go to nominate your G&G coach of the week. So that link is up there for you right now. Plus there's information, uh, camps and clinics. If you have a camp or a clinic coming up, that's a great place to go to, to post it, to advertise it. Uh, Brian, you know, every year you do that. We have your information up there that for the camp that you guys or clinic you guys do at Wilson. What is that, in the uh, summertime? You yeah, we usually do it at the end of June. But this year is going to have to be the way school's letting out the last week of June this year. Uh, it's going to be just the first three days of July. We're going to go July 1st, 2nd, 3rd because of the holiday, obviously. But we don't want to miss a year. So we'll come back with four days the following year. But we want to keep it going. So it'll be for July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd this year. So that's basically a rundown of who we are, what we are about, and uh, and that's that. All right. Just an example so people can relate. You know, everybody knows who uh, Mr. Gronkowski is. I saw Mr. Gronkowski play baseball and basketball at Will North. Well, to give you an idea, when I did uh, play-by-play for Lancaster, whenever Williamsville North played at Lancaster and the way it was set up, the visitor's locker room was right behind the broadcast table. And uh, one year, Williamsville's 
North is there to play, and uh, they come out of the locker room, so they're standing right behind me, and there's this big kid, freshman, and he was curious as to what I do and what the equipment does. So he started asking me questions, and I had a great time chatting with him. Same with the following year and the year after that, and that uh, young gentleman is Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Had no idea who's going on to be... Uh, you know what he turned out to be and i'm hoping someday that we can get him in on the program and uh talk to him about it but uh you know his parents who own g and g fitness uh and thanks to them for sponsoring our coach of the week all right guys uh i got an issue right now uh uh-oh i got an issue you haven't like started really the program yet no, we haven't. Roger All hasn't right. done. Moaning, y'all. I was just getting ready to get into that, Tom, but I'm glad. I hadn't forgotten. You know, I, just... I, I did not forget, and I think Derek was about to shout in my ears, come on, man, I got to get that morning, y'all, fix. All right, guys, let's get into news and notes. You wanna start? Who you wants wanna to start? start it off? I'll kick okay. it off. Um, so the first one I have is from Sweet Home. Gina Fumarelli with her 1,000 point she scored. Um, also, last night at the uh, West Seneca West Timon game, boy, what a game that was, too. One-point finish, came down to the last shot. Timon had a shot at a three, uh, just missed it off the back of the rim. West Seneca West wins a thriller. Uh, unbelievable back and forth, back and forth. But during the game, Adrian Boss scores his 1,000 point, 23 points that game for the MVP of the game, um, and as well as Maurice Robertson, another great game there Uh for him, it was a phenomenal uh, game there. really was. Uh, center well court, pick them or what? Yeah. That's part of the center court classic at yeah. Villa Maria. I was going to bring that up. That's part of, So, Raj, do you have the rundown for the – I know Niagara Falls plays Canisius at, what, 730? Yeah, they're the final game of the day. Um, um, I can get you the whole rundown right here. Um, if you give me yeah, – I only have wants uh, to go a little bit. I, can, I can't make the uh, very first game. I should be able to get there at least – no later than halftime of the second game, uh, but uh, I have a few girls' games earlier in the day. But, yeah, Villa Maria uh, College, that's the place to be for you basketball junkies. Four good games, I believe, starting at what? one thirty. One thirty. All right, so the first game will be St. Joe's versus Luport at one thirty. That'd be a good game. Yes. Yep. Then you've got St. Francis bringing in undefeated Olean at 3.30. Olean's undefeated. What I'm a shock. done. Mm-hmm. Park, Stop it. <laughs> Park will then take on Rochester Powerhouse uh, Arondequoy at uh, at five thirty, and then you're going to close it out with Canisius versus Niagara Falls. Boy, I um, hope Noah Hutchins is available for that uh, game. He's been kept out of some games. He's got an owie, and he's played a few games with the owie. But like the other night, he sat out the game, and they. We're fortunate to win without him. I mean, they're a good team without him, but they're. And Niagara Falls has been cruising as of late, putting yeah. up some uh, monster numbers. Aronic beating White. opponents by oh, yeah. 20, 30. If uh, yeah, they beat Aronic White today, they're a real deal for a good shot at a, the public high school state championship, in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. And they, and, and excuse they, me, Monsignor Martin, and then the Federation. Right. Um, and just so you know, I will be doing play by play at every one of the games today. I'm sorry, not play-by-play, but color for every one of the games. So we will be broadcasting those games if you want to listen to them. And that's on WNYAthletics.com. Mixler.com backslash WNYAthletics. We'll put a link on the Facebook page. Cool. 
I'll have fun with that. I get to go watch Nikki play basketball after this. Not going to be quite as exciting as what you're going to get to see today. <laughs> Maybe they'll get a basket. Awesome. <laughs> hey, listen, as a dad, sometimes it's more exciting. So. I get, you know what? I, my buddy Jerry Miller and I, we sit in the stands and we just crack up laughing uh, throughout the whole game, busting chops, because <laughs> Jerry and I both coach you know, football, and a lot of our football kids are involved in this league. It's a lot of fun, and I you know, I have a good time sitting there laughing. Francis, what do you have for us, buddy? All right. Shawnee Corfield became the all-time leading scorer in Lakeshore history with 1,253 points. Congrats to her. And Julius Lorenzo from Riverside got 1,000 career points. Boys basketball player. Uh, Canisius running back committed to um, Duquesne this week, so big congrats to him. Josh Learbolt of Niagara Weekfield Wrestling, he committed to wrestle at D1 Sacred Heart University. Speaking of wrestling, today is state qualifiers for wrestling. The D1 champion uh, qualifiers are at Starpoint, D2 is at Lakeshore. Um, our Catholic schools are in are going to be in Long Island at Holy Trinity for the Catholic school tournament. And so you can follow our Matt O'Rourke on Twitter and his live blog. We'll put a link to that on the Facebook page, and of course, a special shout out to the Williamsville girls hockey team. They won the state semifinal yesterday, six to one over Potsdam. Emma Rowland had a hat trick, and these girls are one win away from being state champions. That would be the first in their history. They haven't even won the they they just won their first sectional title this week, and now they could be on their way to a state title. It'll be the and keep in mind, section six just won their first state title last year with the flop. So uh, they'll be playing in the state title game tonight. That's going to be 6 p.m. at Harbor Center where they face Section 3's Skinny Atlas. All right. I want to pass this along. Uh, My buddy Jerry asked me to send this, and I got to get him lessons in in typing. But I'll try to decipher what he wants me to pass along. Uh, Top-notch, non-for-profit youth wrestling team in the section, defending four-time section champion, second place at the NYWAY National Dual Tournament, uh, November 1st through postseason tournaments, usually ending in late March, planning on a sunset session to start in May. If you go to nwaawrestling.com, that's N. WAAWrestling.com and Facebook at NWAA Wrestling. Uh, you don't have to live in the Wheatfield area to join the team, but if you want to get into youth wrestling, this is an excellent organization that I, I've heard a lot about and something you might want to uh, check out. Also, uh, congratulations are going to go out to Kadri Olison. You remember him? He played uh, at Canisius and then on to uh, Pittsburgh. Well, he's been invited to the NFL Combine, so congratulations, Kadri. I I know you have been working your tail off since you were in high school and couldn't be happier for you. Uh, Wishing you best of luck. Of course, two UB players have also been invited to the Combine. And uh, I thought I saw something Sal had posted. It might be the first time that the school has had two players invited in the same year. So UB football uh, uh, really looking up there. All right. Uh, on Oh, Raj, you had something. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out and a thank you to uh, Mr. Steve Ferenzi at Will North. Uh, last night they had their uh, 
50th anniversary celebration, so they inducted one athlete from each of the uh, uh, decades going back. So it's actually six people because they considered 1968 to 78 decade. So I want to give a shout to the six individuals. Uh, we all remember the name Corinne Genovese. Well, she's now Corinne Genovese Anderson. Can you believe she's been through, finished with college and married? Stop it. Stop I, it. I can remember her as a ninth grader playing in a softball section championship against Clarence, and she was a stud, so to speak, back then. Uh, Debbie Grimm Beatty. Uh, <laughs> Not your favorite sport, Anthony, but this girl received 18 major letters in high school in three sports. Cross country, indoor track, and outdoor track. So if she did that for six years, that means from seventh grade on she majored in all three sports. And you know how I feel about that. You know, It's one thing if you're playing soccer or basketball or football. You go, you work your butt off in practice, then you go out and have a, uh, fun playing the game. Well, I'm not sure is the game that she's involved with is fun. You know, Running? cross country, run, you know, run and if you haven't thrown up at the end of the race, you aren't, aren't trying hard enough. And course, I'd like it better if I could stop for a hot dog or a cheeseburger. <laughs> I think Well, you know what George Carlin said about throwing up, don't you? He no. says you don't throw up, you throw down. Yeah, you do. But if you throw up, you better get out of the way. Anyway, I digress. Head coach, football wrestling, James Calandra, 33 years as a phys ed teacher uh, at uh, Will North. This one, Paul Faber, uh, track and cross-country coach, indoor coach. Uh, in his uh, record uh, in, <laughs> well, how's this, Tony? 126-15-2. Wow. 72 consecutive <laughs> dual meet victories. Uh, a lot of us will remember the name Shante Miller. She went on to Michigan State to play yep. field hockey for a couple of years. And uh, who am I missing? Oh, uh, Paul. I'm sorry, Robert Sommerfeld, class of 76. Two years he scored over 500 points. Uh, bearing in mind in 1976, there was no three point error. Right. So that is his accomplishment in and of itself. Congratulations to these two. And uh, once again, thanks to Mr. Forenzi at Will North and all those people there for the invite. I had a great time last night. All right. I want to do our, uh, let's see, congratulations. Yes, I have that. <laughs> you you going to do that? Oh, yeah, okay. I have that. All right. all right. Time for our G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. And uh, before I give you our Coach of the Week, I do want to say that uh, this week was tough. Because it came down to three people that were very well deserving, uh, so we had to we had to ask a lot of people, you know, to get some <laughs> tiebreakers in here. <laughs> and uh, one of the uh, finalists, and uh, kudos to Rick Hopkins for uh, Williamsville Hockey, and finally getting the monkey off their back and winning uh, uh, Section Six Federation title. Now they're on to state title. Big win last night over. Big win um, last night. Potsdam. Yeah, Potsdam. Potsdam. So hopefully. Rick can uh, get it done one more time and uh, still be in the running maybe uh, for next week. Also, congratulations to Patty Gabriel, Niagara Falls uh, 
boys and girls bowling coach. They finished undefeated for the first time in school history. That's a pretty impressive. You coach both boys and girls, have both your teams finish undefeated. So uh, congratulations to Patty. But this week's uh, G&G Fitness Coach of the Week is going to go uh, go to Randolph's Kevin Hine for his 300th win in boys basketball so there you have our news and notes just in time for the break and when we come back brian baker head coach wilson and roger will help and francis and tom will help us sort out what it's going to look like uh, playoff wise for girls basketball as we are getting ready to tip off for that you're listening to inside high school sports on wgr sports radio 550 Oh, I love this pump of music. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. The crew is all here. Roger, Tom Francis, and Brian Baker, head coach of Wilson Girls Basketball in studio. We are going to talk about uh, about girls basketball. Now, uh, Brian, if I'm not mistaken, you finished the regular season undefeated? Yeah, we finished up last night with a win over New and put us 12-0 in the league. Congratulations. Thank you. Not shocked because you do this a lot. Yeah, it's been fun. The kids work so hard, and you know, with the program we have in place now, the between the modified JV and the varsity program, the kids are really working. We got a solid fifth and sixth grade program that's going. We had last week we had a clinic race, and uh, we did some canned food, a canned food drive, and we had almost sixty girls in the gym from our program, which is great to see. Did you guys get a good turnout and good collection for the can drive? Because I know we posted it on our Facebook page. I think we're probably close to four to five hundred cans, so we did a really good Nice. Thank you so much for that. Well, I love that you guys do that uh, every year. And uh, you've got to be over 200 wins or close to it by now? I think I I just had to update the um, stat sheets and stuff. I'm close. I'm a few couple games away. I think I'm three games or two games away now from Outstanding. She closing in on Jeff uh, uh, Anastasia. Only another 350 wins and you'll catch him. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian, real quickly. Uh, okay, so you're 12-0, and 0, which makes you 11-5 and 5 overall. I know you got a tough week. Can you uh, just give us a quick rundown? You don't have to tell us which day, but who you're playing to prep. This will be your non-league prep for the uh, Section 6 playoffs. Yeah, so we got Ken West on Monday, and then uh, for our postseason prep tournament, Allegheny Limestone's coming down, and uh, Will North will be here, and we also have Mount Mercy. So it will be a good prep tournament this weekend coming up. Um, and w- we've done this the last couple of years, and it's been it's been really good for us to get us ready for the playoff push. Now the regular season ends this coming week, right? Correct. And then uh, meeting is Saturday this coming week. So same as the boys. Same. same okay. Time and location. Okay, I'm going to use that as a segue. Then uh, go uh, for it. Go on Class B. I'm running the pitch option here, right to Roger. Well, no. uh, Wilson is in B two. They will the top four seeds in B two. Eden number one. Wilson number two. I can't see uh, Eden losing. any of their league games, so that's probably going to stay that way. They only have the one makeup game left with JFK, which is uh, going to be on Monday. Okay, uh, Olmstead number three, Southwestern number four. So 
I really don't think you want to jump up to number one if you're going to have to play Southwestern in the semis. Now, I'm assuming the top four are going to make the semis. Uh, Cleveland Hill is the fifth seed, and there's a big gap between Cleveland Hill and the top four. I think Allegheny Limestone, uh, they, have, they, have some, they have some talent on that team. I think uh, they're playing much better. And I still think, you know, Akron... Akron could be a sleeper in that bracket. As it stands right now, you'd be playing Akron in the uh, quarterfinals. Yeah, uh, he's, he's saying, like, don't be a sleeper that yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Allegheny Limestone, a sixth seed, uh, the one thing they have going for them versus third seed Olmstead is they're going to be playoff ready. I'm not sure with Olmstead's schedule that they will be ready to compete with the Southwesterns and the Wilson of the world. They are going to have Olmstead to be successful will have to bring an A game. Yeah, we played Olmstead last year at Kent West, and I've seen them play three times this year already. Uh, they're ve- they're very athletic. Um, they return a lot of girls from last year's team. I think just about everybody, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. One girl to O'Hara, uh, but they return everybody else. And I, like I said, I've seen them three times this year, and you know they they challenge you with their defense, and they get after it. They run the floor really well, so very well coached. Uh, Mr. Orlando does a good job. Olmstead's top player, I might recognize the name, uh, Gabby uh, McDuffie, mm-hmm. Isaiah McDuffie's uh, kid sister. Talent yeah. runs in the family. Yep. I believe Southwestern right now is they're playing better than most teams in Western New York. And, uh, you know, their, their non-league schedule is phenomenal. Their league overall, I still say, is probably the top league. Overall. One of the toughest, if not the t- toughest uh, league in Western New York. So to be able to get out of that bracket is going to be very hard, but, you know, we challenge ourselves with our non-league schedule, and the kids are playing pretty well right now. Class B1, you have uh, City Honors is the top seed. Uh, you're going to mention Kira. She went over uh, Kira Woods. She went over 1,000 points. Her last three games, 45, 30, 35. Yeah. Whoa. She, uh, Wait a second. Did somebody – I? can't remember who put up 63 points in a game. Oh, yeah, we were yeah. coming to that. Oh, okay. In fact, Olean. funny you should mention that. Uh, Olean's only the fifth seed, and that is because of the tough league they're in with Southwestern, Maple Grove, Dunkirk. I think Chautauqua Lake is in there, Dunkirk, and Fredonia. So don't let the fact that they're the fifth seed uh, fool you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my personal prediction, uh, somebody protect me from the gentleman on my right, the uh, if everything goes through to form, I would say that the uh, uh, B one B two crossover should be Southwestern and Olean. I'm sure uh, Brian's going to have something to say about that. But that's okay. And I, I still like uh, I think East Aurora over in that bracket could cause some problems. They're very well coached. Um, that whole that whole situation over there is is very tough. And you know what? The last few games Dunker's been playing those league teams really well too. And I know Coach Ricker does a great job with them. So. Oh, he's a premier coach. There's no question. East Aurora is the third seed. Springville Griffin, the second seed. I was much more impressed with Springville Griffith early in the year lately. Uh, I saw him at Orchard Park, and then uh, the other game, they just haven't played that well almost since the well middle of January. So they'd have to turn that around. Uh, yeah, East Aurora's got Sarah Tully. She's one of the. She's probably a top ten player in Western New York. I think I, I want to see them play Lockport, and I, that was one of the best pure basketball games I've seen the team put together. East Aurora was just solid up and down the court, and and Lockport Lockport's got a nice team. They're very athletic, but that night East Aurora was so good. 
I would project Olean and East Aurora in the final. Uh, Olean's in the four-five bracket, as East Aurora's in the two-three bracket. I can't see anybody in the uh, other teams in their respective brackets knocking off them. But as the saying goes, that's why they play the game. Tom, you had something? Yeah, two, two, one's more of a statement, and then the second one's a question, right? So this is the theme I hear constantly, right? What did you say when you talked about your team and the why you've been so successful? You went back and said we had a fifth and sixth grade program that's doing really well. It's the feeder programs that constantly when somebody's got that, that's where we see the success at the high school level. It never fails. And I, I just love watching it. You know, that day that we had all the kids in the gym, I, I planned it where the varsity kids were working with the fifth and sixth graders and the JV kids were working with the modified kids. And it's just so exciting to see that all the things that you teach them as a coach, now you look and they're doing the same things to the younger kids. So it's hitting home. Um, I've had kids, I've been there long enough now where the fifth and sixth graders have played for me. and. They said, you know, those days where we were looking up to the older kids really meant a lot. You know, we, we had a net cutting ceremony last night, and some of the kids on my team showed me videos from when they were little kids in the crowd of uh, years prior when the other kids were cutting down the net. So it was pretty cool. That is that is super cool. And then we talked now about that southern tier, about how good those teams are. Do you equate that to the Jamestown Elite Program of the AAU? Probably the best girls team in the area that I always hear about and see at every AAU event. Is that also something that you see as a big reason why the success has been down there? Like I said, uh, Coach Ricker, I think, does a phenomenal job down there. That Jamestown Elite, there's some, there's some very good AAU programs around, um, but, but that one just produces so many great players. And like I said, every night their league games are playoff, playoff battles. So when it comes time for playoffs, they've already had 10 or 12 of those games. And the commitment and the dedication down there, um, the small town communities, I've been coaching this is my 11th year in varsity now, and I think nine of the 11 years we've played someone from the Southern Tier in the, in the playoffs, whether it's semis or finals. few names I'll just mention while we're talking about it. Sarah Pfeiffer, we're going to talk about her from Olean. Uh, Sophia Gennaro and Aaron Raddick from uh, Southwestern, two people that he's going to have to go head-to-head against. Uh, one of my favorites, Abby McCoy out of uh, Franklinville. You don't hear that much about her because of the Haskell sisters, but as I tell everybody, Abby is the real McCoy. Uh, uh, the, aren't the Angelettis uh, part of that? Uh, oh, absolutely. From Panama, uh, I believe Kylie Shinaris as well. And when we get to Class D, we're talking Panama. We're talking about, a, in my opinion, a state championship waiting to happen if they get by Franklinville. Wow. So uh, just that's the Jamestown elite. I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention Ken Ricker, and thank you for mentioning him. Class C, <laughs> excuse me. Not that much familiar with these. I kind of like overall, Brian, I don't know how you feel about it. Maple Grove might be one of the teams to beat. Uh, Class C2, they're uh, the second seed against Frewsburg, uh, and they're the second seed only once again because of the tough league they're in. Uh, they would play Holland in the semifinal, Frewsburg playing Ellicottville. Randolph, the fifth seed, could be a sleeper in there. I could see them knocking off uh, Ellicottville in the 4-5 uh, yeah, matchup. Maple Grove's probably the strongest in that bracket. And then the C1s, you know, you got Portville over there and Chautauqua Lake. 
those two teams um, always seem to be in in the end. I know Coach Welty does a great job. Um, you know, her daughter hit a thousand points, and Chautauqua Lake is always there um, in the end, and they do a great job of that program. I think the unfortunate thing there is uh, the two best teams in there are in the one four bracket, and one of them will not make it to uh, Buff State. I would predict that the one four semifinal uh, between Portville and Chautauqua Lake would be the defect. De facto Section C1 uh, championship game. Class D, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, it all starts and ends with Panama. Franklinville, although Franklinville has most of their players back, they don't have the older Haskell girl back, but Panama just, you know, this might finally be their year. They've been flirting with a state championship for now for going on five years. Three years in a row, they lost the final down in uh, Hudson Valley against Hovelton. Is that how you say it? Three years in a row. Paige McCormick, she finally graduated. So then last year, uh, Franklinville was able to knock off Panama in a section championship, went down, and were within, what, three-tenths of a second of winning the state championship. Girl for uh, the Section 3 School Academy, I can't think of it. Uh, threw in a three-pointer right at the buzzer, kind of deflated Franklinville, and they just didn't have it in overtime. But they were state runner-up. Why is uh, it every time he mentions Panama, I start thinking of Van Halen? <laughs> every time, I don't know. <laughs> if, if I'd have done that, you guys would have been throwing pencils at me. But no, Panama, Franklinville. A uh, couple of things uh, I didn't allude to earlier when we were talking about Brian's team, Wilson. Mm-hmm. Next year, look out. Uh, he, he's got literally a non-senior team out there. They're all coming back next year. So I'm excited about Wilson next year. And the reason I reverted back to Wilson was next year, Franklinville, by one student, is going to move up from D to Class C. So they finally don't, Panama and Franklinville, don't have to worry about each other. I like Wilson's chances a year from now. I like definitely love Panama's chances and Franklinville in Class C. No, let, let's be honest. You reverted back because you picked against them and you wanted to get no, a good no. beat. <laughs> I, no, no. I meant, I meant to say that, and then I got I jumped ahead, you know, as chaotic as I am. No, Skyler uh, munich Heisen, uh if there's a better player in the Niagara-Orleans League, I haven't seen her. And then the other night I was impressed looking up at that roster, uh, it's not like she's a young girl on that team. She's a veteran. What, four out of your five starters, I believe, were underclassmen. Yeah, we start one senior, uh, and the underclassmen on the, the team so far were, have been up for a couple of years, which is kind of nice. So I really like that point guard of yours. Little Megan Mizal. Oh, she's a trip. She's a trip. She is. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll finish sizing up uh, Section 6. And guys can also uh, let us know what uh, what it's going to look like with uh, Monsignor Martin. We'll have all that and more. Don't forget, uh, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. And 1 o'clock, Detroit and the Sabres right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports, and then Sports Talk Saturday takes the air. 
All right, before we continue that, we do have to give a shout-out to our buddy Nate Butel. And, Brian, real quickly, you had texted him during the break because I had read NCCC uh, girls basketball is just kicking Major League butt this year. Yeah, Nate and uh, the, the coaches are doing a great job. The kids are playing hard. Uh, I attended the last Monroe game. Uh, they're currently ranked 12th in the country, and they go to Monroe today. So another big game for them. I'm very proud of Nate and his hard work. You know, you you go to a game, a high school game, you look in the crowd, and Nate's there. Nate, nobody works harder than Nate, and he deserves everything that they're getting right now. And proud of him and his team, and a lot of the kids on that team I've I've had to deal with in uh, the NO League too, which is pretty interesting and fun to see for me. They, if I'm not mistaken, they're one of the highest-scoring teams in the country. Uh, they're putting up ridiculous numbers uh, game after game. So, Congratulations, Nate. Way to go, buddy. Uh, Going to be a little busy the last week in July and the first week in August, though. In addition to coaching the BCANY girls team down in Binghamton, mm-hmm. Coach uh, Kevin Yero of Starpoint is the coach of the uh, North team in the Lions Club All-Star game. And, of course, Nate will be there helping him out as well. So, uh he might have to sleep in his car because his wife might not let him in the house. But other than that, he'll be all right. Well, I have bad news for her because he's already volunteered to help us out uh, with our uh, Niagara Falls Junior Football Club camp that we are trying to put together in June. And uh, there's a good chance, and we're still working on it, that Nate's going to see if uh, the Star Point staff is, would like to uh, come over and work with us. We already have the uh, Climber Sherman Panama uh, staff coming in to spend the afternoon with us. Cheese so, uh, yes, cheese sauce and pepperoni. Congratulations, yeah. by the way, to Nate's wife, Annie. She has been appointed uh, uh, varsity softball coach at Pioneer High School. Outstanding. All right, let's continue with our uh, preview of the uh, girls' basketball playoffs, Raj. Okay, I'm going to quickly touch on Class AA because, as my favorite saying goes, if Frontier does not win AA, there should be an investigation. A huge investigation. They probably they have the two top players in Double A and Kennedy Izu, who went over what a thousand points about a week or so ago. Uh, Claire Krushka. Those are like you know one and one A as far as who are the best players in Double A, and the Lorca girl is probably one of the top five. So they would Orchard Park is the number two seed. I see right now it would be Frontier versus Lockport, Orchard Park, Will North. Again, Frontier, they came up with a really impressive win last night. They knocked off a very good Lakeshore team, who I'm going to talk about shortly when we talk about the A's. And how's that for a segue, Anthony? <laughs> class Class A1 is pretty much uh, who uh, can get to the uh, uh, final at Buffalo State versus Will South. Right now, Grand Island's number one. Uh, Will South's number two. And Brian, help me out on this one. Uh, Grand Island plays, what, Lockport this week for the uh, overall Niagara Frontier Championship. That's the top team in one half of Niagara Frontier versus the top team in the other. How am I doing, Francis? Yeah, that's right. That'll be at Lockport. It's a girls-boys doubleheader starting at 6 p.m. <coughs> Both the boys were also for the championship. Grand I, Island I don't know. Lockport. I don't know who's playing. I don't know who's playing in the boys okay. games. But I'm saying the so games are going to be. So that not necessarily be a championship game in the boys. No, no, it is a championship game. The but they're having the. Champ- they're just hosting it at Lockport. Oh, um, I yeah. got you. Thank you very much. Uh, again, uh, Will South. Well, what can we say? Uh, I think 
Will South's biggest concern is can Hannah Dolan stay healthy? If she stays healthy, there the other teams in Class 1A, I, heck. I think Will East, Will East uh, if they're playing well, they could. They've dropped off since early in the year, play. too. If they bring their A game, absolutely. Okay, now Class A2, and unfortunately it looks like uh, – the two best teams in there, Lakeshore and Amherst, one of them is not going to get to Buffalo State because they are going to be the number two and number three seed. These are either one of these teams will give uh, Will South all they could handle in a crossover game. Uh, Will South doesn't uh, uh, bring their A game, and like I say, the key to Will <coughs> South is Hannah Dolan has to stay healthy. She's come up with a untimely injury, I think. The well, last didn't couple Monday of years. didn't wasn't she playing and Amherst was able to up. To beat Will South, she was playing, but it, can she? Like I say, she, she plays hard, probably a little bit harder than her coach would want her to play, and she misses games because of that. You know, I'm not knocking her play; she gives 135 percent every game, but her luck hasn't been the greatest. Uh, Louport and Emerson, Louport actually will probably back into the uh, uh, championship game because uh, Emerson. I don't know about their schedule. They're obviously the class of uh, the Canisius Cup and all that. Very good. Uh, what are they? Ten and six. I would guess their six losses are all non-leaguers. Yeah, Luport took Grand Island last night to overtime, uh, so that was a close close game. So, you know, depending on the seeds and the matchups here. Actually, I'm being remiss. I left off Iroquois. Iroquois Luport in a four-five game. Iroquois is very capable of winning that, and. Like I say, I'm going by what Iroquois uh, played against Lake Lakeshore. If they bring their A game, they could hang with Amherst. And I'm even more impressed now with Frontier having knocked off Lakeshore last night. Uh, that just gets me excited about Frontier. Okay. Uh, that brings us to Monsignor Martin. Okay. The playoff start, uh, there's three divisions. One division being number one and number two. They're going to play off for the right to go to the Catholic State Championships. Unfortunately, the loser of that game will stay home. Okay. Monsignor Martin finals are all uh, Sunday the 1st at Villa Maria College. Oh, wait a minute, the 1st is a Friday maybe? I think so. Yeah, 4.30, 6.15, and 8 o'clock. Yeah, make that a Friday night at Villa Maria. Uh the other four teams, or I'm sorry, the other five teams, there will be a play-in game on uh, February 22nd, and that would probably be Nichols versus Narden. That will set up a 1-4-2-3, and right now my, uh, Mount St. Mary's would be the third seed, Mercy the fourth seed, Sacred Heart the fifth. That could change if Mount St. Mary's... Uh, fumbles on one of their final games. But as I project, uh, Mount St. Mary's would play the winner of Nardin-Nichols, Mount Mercy, and Sacred Heart, and those two would, the winners would go for the representative downstate for Class A in Monsignor Martin. And then the Monsignor Martin Bs uh, will be a playoff between Christian Central, Park, Buffalo, Sem, and Walsh. I look for uh, Christian Central versus Park in that final game. Really? And again, their finals will be Friday night. Semis are on the 24th at uh, Villa Maria. Just about all the playoff games will be at Villa Maria College. All right, so let's uh, wrap this. Do you have anything else before we say goodbye, Raj? 
I think we covered everybody. If we left a, somebody out, please forgive. I think you did a fabulous job. Good job there, buddy. Uh, Brian Bakes, thanks for uh, coming in. Best of luck to you throughout the playoffs. Thank you. And uh, thank you for tuning in as you do each and every Saturday morning. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us. Thanks to Derek Kramer for producing. Next week, Center Court will be in studio. We are going to uh, get into, of course, that's the day of the seating meeting. We're going to get into uh, the boys' uh, brackets. So we'll have all that and more. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. God bless America. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.